I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. Stay not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm outer space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. State to state. What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Now, when this one drops, it's going to be literally a couple days out from Slammiversary, and I'm so excited to have this man back for the fourth time and to announce this for the first time. Please welcome back to Straight Talk Wrestling, the Impact Wrestling Heavyweight World Champion, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. Hey, man. It's good to be here. Fourth time. Fourth Is that time? a record, or somebody else got me beat? No, you got the record, man. You got the record oh, for go. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I got to hang on to that absolutely absolutely <laughs> so my dude you and i are good friends we talk all the time i see you on a regular basis at destiny and all the other great shows you do when you're back home here in canada rep in the north but the last time we spoke we talked about an all canadian main event you and christian going for that world title you beat him moose did all his nonsense and then you disappeared for a minute we weren't sure what was happening you came back and you signed and you stayed you stuck with impact and now you're at the mountaintop you're at the peak what was going through your head in the time of figuring out if you were going to stick with Impact or move beyond? I mean, it's a weird thing. Uh, like, I, I've taken an exception to people kind of using Impact Wrestling as a stepping stone while I've been here over the three years. I've said that in interviews before, so it's no breaking news. But, uh, you know, I never wanted to leave this place. I, I knew this is where I needed to be because, to me, Impact has been the land of opportunity since 2002 when the place started. They're a place that gives lesser known people like me, like AJ Styles, like low key, an opportunity to go out there and, you know, give them the ball and see if they drop it. And if you're not going to fumble the ball, man, you're going to get a touchdown every time. And like people like me, like that's why in the first three years I've become a, you know, a grand slam champion already and stuff like that. They just keep giving me opportunity after opportunity. So I wanted to be here. Uh, but you know, yeah, I got kids <laughs> and stuff. So, you know, you got to make sure that, uh, you know, everything's going to be fiscally responsible and stuff like that. And thank God, you know, impact, you know, stepped up to the plate and they made an investment in me. They believed in me as much as I believe in myself and I believe in this place. So, you know, it's a mutual thing. And here we are now on the, the world champion in the face of impact wrestling. It's crazy how things happen. It absolutely is. And it's funny you mentioned the kids because saw Jed at the last destiny show. And when I went up, to say hi to him, he gave me a chop. Now I've never had a Josh Alexander chop and I don't ever mm -hmm. want to have one because I know they're <laughs> dangerous. But a jet chop, I got to say, was pretty damn powerful. I mean, the kid's got great genes, mom and dad, of course. But also, he's no, there's no fear in jet. He'll walk out there. He does the same gimmick. And he comes out like he's ready to fight whoever you're fighting. Could you? He, it, Sorry, he always is. He always is ready to fight. He wears that singlet under his clothes when we go out to Walmart or something like that to buy groceries, man. Just in case a match breaks out, he wants to be prepared at all times. So... He, he thinks right now in his mind, he is a professional wrestler, that he is a star. And, you know, man, if he can carry that confidence forward to when he's an adult, he wants to get in this business himself. He'll, he'll have nothing but success. So, Absolutely. No, he will for sure. I always wonder, like when you see that and you see your son or your daughter, you know, they're, they're infatuated with wrestling. They love wrestling. They see what daddy does, mommy does, and they, they want to get into it. You ever think down the line in the distant future of, man, what if I, what if I got to stare across at the ring at my son one day? Like, would that be a trip? You must have thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about it, of course. But, you know, I, I've already made kind of plans that if Jet's 
complete obsession with pro wrestling persists and this is what he wants to do, you know, in nine or 10 years, when my career is starting to slow down a little bit, I will buy a wrestling ring and I will start a wrestling school and I will train him myself, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it'd just be nice at that point in time when my body's beating up a little bit, I'm getting a little bit older, I'm slowing down to have somebody to tag out to. So maybe not looking across the ring from him, but, you know, to pass the torch to a little bit. Absolutely. Now, the exciting thing about this, Slammiversary is the biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's Impact's biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's one of my favorite ones because you never know what's going to happen. But now we have another all-Canadian main event. We have you going at Eric Young, Impact legend, Impact OG, OG in wrestling period. I would put him up on almost any Mount Rushmore in a conversation for sure. Knowing that you have a tall task like Eric Young in front of you. Preparing for him is not the same as preparing for Moose or preparing for Christian Cage. Those guys, you Eric Young is someone you can never prepare for because I don't even think Eric Young knows what he's going to do. Well, you're right. He's a very unpredictable cat. I call him the Swiss Army knife of pro wrestling. I followed his career clearly. My relationship with Impact Wrestling started as a fan, like everybody else. I followed this company, you know, for the entire 20 years, and I've seen Eric Young make people laugh. I've seen him make people cry. I've seen him make people scared. And I've always seen him get in the ring with whoever he's in the ring with and always deliver an amazing match. So I know what he's capable of by watching him for his entire career here. But, uh, you know, there's a little added spice added to the match. And the fact that when I started training in 2005, all I heard about was the legends of Showtime Eric Young and the interior Ontario independent scene and how he was the best of the best on this scene. And, you know, he signed with TNA that time he disappeared. So. I spent a lot of time in Ontario and I think I'm regarded as probably the best of the best to all the newcomers coming out today. And, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn or anything, but, you know, I've earned that over the 14 or 17 years, sorry, I've been in Ontario. Uh, so at Slammiversary, there's that added little spice that we're going to find out who truly is the best to come out of Ontario. And it's going to be the first time ever matchup between myself and Eric Young. That, that is what's the most exciting thing about it. It's the first time ever matchup. I know it won't be the last, but it's not only a battle for the Impact World Championship. It's a battle of Ontario. You're right. We've got to figure out the clear and concise winner because you both are in the conversation. But in terms of Eric Young, and again, not asking you to give away any of your strategy, but you followed his career. You were a fan the whole time to, to sit there and know that, you know, you got a bullseye on your back as a champion. Every time you got a strap on you, you have a bullseye on your back. Knowing that the first target out the gate is you and Eric Young is that first person to knock on the door and say, hey, Josh, guess what? It's my time. I want to be champion again. He did it only literally a year, two years ago when he returned. He beat Rich Swan for that title. Looking at that, knowing his track record, not asking, not saying you're intimidated by any fashion, but are you? Is, is, there, is there that voice in the back of your head that's unsure because it is Eric Young? I will never get in the ring one-on-one with anybody and be intimidated or hesitant or scared or anything like that, because I have to believe in myself, like as a champion, that's what I have to do to get to this point. Uh, But, you know, not only do I have to deal with Eric Young, I have to deal with the entirety of Violent by Design, which is Doring and Diener as well. So, you know, I I don't like the odds of three on one. Absolutely. But you know, my new, my new goal, like I keep setting new and new goals once I achieve something new. And as champion, I, the next thing on my bucket list to check off is that I go down to the history books with the people that inspired me to be a wrestler, the guys like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, the people that held this championship and were the face of impact wrestling and brought this company to heights it had never seen before. I want to be a guy like that. That's talked about the same vein as my heroes. So if I'm going to do that, I have to face all comers. I have to get in there with the likes of Eric Young, the best of the best. And, you know, as well worry about Dorian Diener. 
Yeah, that's the catalyst there, right? I mean, it, it could always end up being a three-on-one, but knowing Josh Alexander, three-on-one, I've seen those situations. They don't they don't intimidate a Josh Alexander. Now, looking at Slammiversary, knowing that there's always a surprise, and it's sometimes it's a good surprise, and sometimes it's a surprise as a fan where you go, God damn it, he's back or she's back, and I wasn't looking forward to that. Have there been any whispers of any possible surprises? I mean, a lot of people's contracts are coming up. A lot of stuff is swirling around a particular Wyndham. We'll just leave it at that. But Slammiversary is always a pay-per-view full of surprises, full of uh, appearances, full of resurgences, full of anything. Knowing that you have to keep your head on a swivel in that main event, and you can't really have any time to enjoy the show, right? I mean, you can watch it. You can check it out here and there. But there's no time to put your feet up and go, oh, that's going to be a great match. No, you have to see, You have to prepare. But knowing that, it sucks when you're a fan because at the same time, you want to sit there and peek through the curtain or you want to watch the monitors in the back. And you can't really do that when you're preparing for the main event. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, uh, I know that if I can make time, I'm going to be tuning in and watching uh, the Queen of the Mountain match because I think that's going to be history making much like the first ever women's ultimate X match was at Hard to Kill. It was a curtain sellout. The entire locker room was just glued to the monitors watching these ladies make history like they always do in Impact Wrestling. But you're right. I, I have to focus on my own match. I can't watch it like a fan. There's going to be a ton of surprises. There always is a slam anniversary. And this year, I think it's going to be amped up tenfold because it's a 20-year anniversary. We have all these names from the past where they show up in you know video form with shout-outs or anything like that. Or they show up in the building ready to go and wrestle. There's a laundry list of names. The who's who of everybody on the wrestling scene around the world. The biggest stars have stepped through that curtain in impact wrestling and made their way down that ramp in that ring and competed here. So uh, like you could name anybody and I would not be shocked, but I have heard no rumblings from anybody. I have no inside knowledge. I'm going to be like everybody else and just eager to find out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now looking at uh, a lot of the, the the matches on the card that we've seen so far, we know that it's going to be a big card. There's going to be a lot of draw for sure, but getting back to Diener and to Doran, you have to contend with those two as well as you have to contend with Eric Young in the ring. Again, three-on-one, I've seen it before. Josh Alexander can handle himself. But for any instance that it gets carried away and there might be a ref stoppage because they get involved, that's not the way you want this match to go down. So how do you contend with that possibly too, the fact that they could get involved and the ref might not eject them, the ref might actually stop the match in a disqualification. I know Eric Young would be pissed at that way too, but... How do you counteract those two possibilities of, of the match ending the way you don't want it to end via disqualification or they get ejected and you're able to do that one-on-one? Well, I, I think like as much as Violent by Design is unpredictable and all that, I, I don't think they're stupid enough to do anything in front of the referee that would get them ejected or anything like that because or disqualified because you cannot win the title on a disqualification. I think Eric Young's hungry to prove himself. Because, you know, he is one of the greatest of all time. We know that. But since he's come back in, to Impact Wrestling, like he had an ACL injury. He was out for several months. And he hasn't really been in a marquee match like this since then. And this is his first chomp. chomp at, he's, sorry, this is his first, like, chance to do that. And he's chomping at the bit to do so. So, like, I know he's hungry to be a champion and prove to the world that he still has it, you know, because everybody saw it over the first 20 years. There's no better representation on our roster, maybe with exception to Chris Saban right now, that should be in this main event right now. And it's, you know, fitting that they were the final two in that gauntlet for the gold qualifier to put them in number one contention. But, you know, Eric Young embodies that first 20 years. He is the past. 
embodies that entire past. I am the present. We're going to see who goes into the future as the face of the company and the world champion. I like that. That's Josh, you got the, you got the flavor with those one-liners, man. That just got me even more hyped up for this match. So, you know, I've already pre-ordered. I pre-ordered this shit like a month and a half ago. I'm ready. To go. <laughs> as, as early as I could pre-order, I, I was ready to go. I got my pizza cooking or I got my pizza on pre-order. Well, I can't really pre-order, but I ordered it the day of. I got my popcorn. I got my chips. I got all that stuff. Speaking of all those foods, what is cheat day for Josh Alexander? And you're at home and you got a few days off. You're there with the family, the wife and kids. And the wife turns to you and says, babe, let's go out for dinner. What's a go-to cheap food for Josh Alexander? Like, what are you hungry for takeout-wise? Are you a pizza guy? Are you a burger guy? Are you like Greek, Indian? What does Josh Alexander really crave when he can kick his feet up every once in a while when there's no bullseye on his back? Because, Well, except for Jet. Jet will always <laughs> have a bullseye on your back. But what do you – like, what's a go-to food for Josh Alexander on a cheat day? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a definitely a pizza guy. <laughs> Where I get heat is I, I I like pineapple on my pizza, but uh, me too, you know. bro. I just asked Gail Kim and she she raked me over the coals. She's like, "That's a horrible choice." I was like, "Damn, that hurts." Yeah, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's no good food, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm a pizza guy. I'm also a, a burger guy too. I like a good bacon cheeseburger when I can have one. But like the dirty, like guiltiest pleasure would be Taco Bell, man. Oh. You know, my wife loves Taco Bell, right? You and her, as soon as she finds this out, she's going to be like, now I now I love Josh even more. Great. Thanks a lot, Josh. You just ruined my marriage. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, as soon as those Destiny shows are done, I usually hop across the street, get a little takeout, drive the hour home. <laughs> That's amazing. And Taco Bell, are you like a gordita guy? Or are you like a Doritos taco? Like, what's the Taco Bell? You, you hit the nail on the head, man. Cheesy gordita crunch all day long. Oh, you're a gordita. You're nice. I like that. I like that. Man. Now, um... I would consider, I've had this debate with a few people, but I would consider Impact Wrestling to be the Canadian promotion. I would consider Impact Wrestling to be Canada's promotion. The reason why I say that is the roster is filled with so many great Canadians. You've got Scott Tamora and Gail Kim as producers behind the scenes as well. Would you consider my assessment to be right that Impact is the company that really allows Canada to thrive and gives a lot of these stars that don't get enough eyes over here a chance to shine, like yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I think like it all... It almost kind of started with me. There were some Canadians here already that were established like five or six years before. But like when I signed, that kind of started the ball rolling and like getting Mike Bailey and Giselle and all these eyes on the Canadian independent scene. I think it's going to carry on in the future because there's a lot of talent up in Canada. And like you were at those Destiny shows before I ever signed here. I said that I was completely fine never getting a job at a company. I just wanted to wrestle, you know, at the best of my ability. And I tried, I wanted to get more eyes on the Canadian independent scene. I wanted to use whatever, you know, star I had, you know, from the independence I had done across the world at that time to get more eyes on this independent scene to make it easier for the next generation. Because it was so hard for my generation to get noticed. And, uh, you know, luckily we've been able to do that with Impact Wrestling with, like I said, Mike Bailey and Giselle Shaw. And hopefully it continues into the future. Absolutely. But it's it's also the factor that the real struggle is the red tape, all the border red tape and all the nonsense. That's what makes it impossible for anyone to achieve that success. Do you think that maybe some way, shape or form, the rest of the world may wake up and say, listen, why can't these guys come over and shine? It's not about taking anyone's job. It's about giving everyone a platform to shine. A lot of guys get stopped at the border, turned away, flagged. It's It's, it's almost nonsensical. It's easier to smuggle drugs across the border than it is to wrestle. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Well, I wouldn't know that from experience. Or no. anything, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it certainly is very difficult as a Canadian just trying to go for a wrestling show. And, you know, 
I had so much experience with these guys because I'd, I'd cross and I wouldn't lie. I'd tell them I'm going to a wrestling show. And if they turn me away, they turn me away. You know, the problem that people get into is they lie when they cross. And if you lie at a board, to a border security guard, they have the ability to ban you from entering their country for, you know, they can choose the amount of time. It's usually five to seven years, which is what unfortunately happened to Mike Bailey. But, you know, he's, he's through it now. But uh, yeah, if they knew how petty it was, especially for people just going to try to get their name out there in the independent scene, like, they, they think there's millions of dollars changing hands in these like little transactions for wrestling shows. And they, they knew like most of the time I'm coming home with barely enough to like buy a sub after I pay for my gas money and stuff like that for most of those years that I was traveling to and from New York and Chicago and Ohio and all those places, you know, put miles on my car, drive myself into the ground. But, you know, you do it for the passion of it. You risk it all for that passion and that like once in a million chance to get a job. And, you know, for some of us like me, it pays off, thankfully absolutely fucking right well overdue that's why i have like five year shirts i have a, i have a josh alexander shirt for every day of the week okay and i rep them all the time all the time but plus they're also extremely comfortable like i don't know where you get this fabric but it's fantastic it really is well i i pay the extra little few dollars to make sure those shirts are comfortable so people actually wear them they are they don't feel it doesn't feel like um uh sandpaper when you put it on, yeah. it definitely feels smooth. It's nice. It's it's very comfortable. It's very comfortable. Now, uh, a big factor in a question is not asking you to look past Eric Young, but past Slammiversary, is, it, is there anybody in that locker room that you would welcome a challenge from? Or is it going to be another gauntlet for the gold type match? Are we just waiting for another number, number one contender to arise? Or are you thinking, surprise, surprise, somebody after that match comes out, steps in the ring and says, boom, you and me, we're going right. But is there anyone in that locker room that you wouldn't mind a challenge from after Slammiversary? Yeah, hundred percent. I have never had a one-on-one singles match with Eddie Edwards. Uh, I have a tre- tremendous amount of respect for Eddie Edwards for what he does in the ring and what he's capable of in that ring. I've been a fan of him for, you know, over a decade now since he was diehard Eddie Edwards and Noah wrestling over in Japan. And, uh, I, I think we could make magic together in a singles match, uh, and the other name, once he you know, climbs the ranks and wins a few matches and gets into contention, and maybe, you know, after his X Division run is over, I think that, you know, I can trap lightning in the bottle with Mike Bailey on any show. I've seen those matches, and I know you can <laughs> definitely trap lightning in a bottle. You two, you two, it's weird. When you have respect for someone or you're, or you're friends with someone or colleagues with someone, I ask this question all the time, but it's cliche. You hit a little harder. When it's somebody you know on kind of a personal level, right? Why is that? Why wouldn't you take it easier with them? But no, you end up going a little harder with somebody you know more personally. Am I wrong in that? Well, well it, it's a, it, I think that in the sense is that, <laughs> you know, if they complain about it, you can just tell them to shut up. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, deal with it. You're my buddy. You know what I mean? But like, I, I think like for someone like me and someone from Mike Bailey, we are so competitive and we we both want to steal the show all the time that we're just going to keep like turning it up and turning it up and turning up that intensity, you know what I mean? Until it gets to a boiling point, we're just throwing bombs for real. And like everybody benefits it far, benefits from it, but the two of us probably and our brain cells. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Your brain cells <laughs> and, and your bodies definitely take, but as fans, we sit there and we relish these moments. These are the moments that matter the most uh, to yeah. us for sure. A couple more questions and obviously I'll let you go, but looking at um, the face of the company. Now this first title run, given the ball. All right, here you go. Run with it. Um, you mentioned so many great names. I would arguably put you up on that list already. Early Grand Slam champion within three years. You've done so much in impact already. But how do you 
how do you plan to elevate past those names to where people could say, you know, five years from now, if you'd sit down with somebody else, like, you know, I want to be like Josh Alexander. And then they mention everybody else. How do you feel that Josh Alexander can elevate? Just keep doing what you're doing and knocking these matches out the park and being as incredible as you are. Or is there any other things that got your wheels turning a little bit? Well, like the, the wrestling community has an attention span this big now. You know what I mean? So oftentimes people want the short way to get all that notoriety and success and all that stuff. And me, like, honestly, my whole career has been playing the long game. And I think the same thing holds true now, especially with this title run. It's just much in the sense, like, you know, somebody I looked up to a great deal, Bret Hart did in the mid nineties as champion. It was just consistency always pays off. I'm the most consistent performer in impact wrestling. I think that is a good reason why I'm the champion. I'm the one that can be depended on all the time, regardless of who I'm in the ring with to always deliver. And, you know, that's a big benefit to me and I'm going to continue to do that. And, you know, eventually like <laughs> eyes are going to keep turning until they're all on me and all in impact wrestling. I think. Absolutely. 150%. And my final question before I let you enjoy your evening, how glorifying was it to smack the shit out of moose? after what he did to Jade at that Destiny show. We all saw it. Our hearts broke for you. But she's okay, thank God. She's still Jade. She's still doing her thing. And you were able to slay that beast. How how gratifying was it? Like, just just be honest with me. Tell me it was. It felt fucking amazing, because I know it did. I, I Dude, I popped hard when you, when you... I was like, yes, fucking right, about goddamn time. Like, how did it feel for you, though? Oh, it felt great. Like, uh, whether it's character or not, I know that title meant more to Moose than probably anything else. And to be the one that took it away from him just made it very, very sweet. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's the best way to end this interview. Josh Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, the reigning, defending, impact world champion. And he will be reigning past them anniversary. That's my prediction. I don't give a fuck what anybody says because I know I'm right. Josh, my brother, thank you so much for always giving me the time and the platform on my little podcast. I appreciate you, dude. And I can't wait to see you pin Eric Young and go beyond and carry that title forward. And that's that's my prediction. I'm, I'm not trying to curse you. I'm just being honest. I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it. All right. Well, I like your confidence. I'm going to I'm going to try to carry some of that into Slamiversary myself. Thank you. Absolutely. Don't worry. And make sure you have the bracelet on. Okay. The bracelet my daughter made for, I know you carry. Oh no, no. Oh, okay. So I bought the new bag three weeks ago. We're going to extend this podcast a little bit. I flew here. I have Delta priority, which means they put this special thing on my bag. They check my bag. And then, you know, it's the first one off the thing on the roller thing. Like I don't even have to wait anymore. It's amazing because I have status because I fly so much. They lose my bag at my connection. Okay. So in Atlanta, when I'm flying to Nashville, my bag doesn't get on the plane. I land, my bag's not there. I go to Delta. What's going on? Oh, it didn't get on the plane. It's on the next plane. It'll be here in two hours. It shows up two hours later. The bracelet's ripped off of it and gone. And this bag that I bought for 200 American dollars three weeks ago or whatever is ripped to shreds. Oh, no. Like whoever was going through it didn't use the zippers. They just ripped the pockets somehow. Like the Hulk was the one going through my bag. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm very disappointed in that. My good luck charm is gone, and I'm going to have to commission her to make another one for me. <laughs> as soon as I go upstairs, I'm going to tell her, cancel your Friday night plans. You're making Josh bracelet. <laughs> and we're gonna, the next show we see you at, we're going to make sure you get another one, my brother. No problem. Thank you. Appreciate no it. See, that's, see, fans, ladies and gentlemen, that's how we roll. And if you would like a bracelet from the mini host, hit me up. Maybe I could do you a favor, but Josh gets priority over everybody else. It's like Delta. He's been such a part of our lives for so long. He gets priority on bracelets. I will make sure she makes you another one. Good luck at Slammiversary, my friend. And I can't wait to see you raise that gold again. Thanks, Bob. 
All right, guys. Peace, love, and wrestling. I'm the host, George McKay. That's Josh Alexander. He needs no introduction. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my league. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm outer space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.